0: Now, like many fans of the BTCC, I bet you are looking at the front page of the BTCC website, where that little countdown clock is now telling us it's around ninety days uh, until the season gets going again. Joining me on the line to look forward to that season opener at Thruxton in May is Tom Oliphant. Tom, good to catch up with you. Um, uh, What have you been up to in the uh, in the close season?
1: Yeah, no, it's great to be here. Um, Well, quite a lot. Um, Obviously you know had a had a nice break at christmas which was well well earned um last season was so fast paced and sort of all not very long in terms of duration but obviously ran quite late so didn't have a lot of time before christmas and then january is just you know sorting out plans for 2021 and you know missing autosport really um yeah. it was it was really really good fun uh, last year uh, to come to autosport and be on the BTCC stand and um yeah, missing um, it this
0: year. Now, just to be clear, it might be one of the worst kept secrets uh, of the season coming up so far because there's no official announcement yet that I've seen about you. But on your um, Twitter feed, uh, you uh, were getting very excited about the season starting again. So I'm going to assume that you're in a BMW at Thruxton. <laughs>
1: well, that very much depends when this goes live. No, I'm <laughs> um, No, uh, yeah, I, I obviously put a teaser out. We, um, we managed to sort a of deal. To, um, to, you know, race in the BMW, which is brilliant. Um really enjoying that. And, you know, after two years of, I suppose, learning, um, you know, I've only had three years in touring cars completely, so, you know, a lot to learn. Um, I felt like I did a really good job last year, made a lot of step, step improvements, and it was just an obvious choice for me to want to come back. Um, I feel like now I've got everything under my belt, that um, I can really push forward and you know, try and break into that sort of top five um, positions in the championship.
0: Mm. You did have a good season um, last season, and, and well done on that. And I guess also for you psychologically, going into into this uh, this coming season, you must feel that you've you've got your feet even further under the table. You've you've earned your place in the team now. Yeah, um,
1: you know, it's always a difficult one um, when you go into a new team. You know, you have to sort of, you know, meeting a lot of new people. You have to you know, get to know everybody, you have to sort of understand how they work and integrate yourself into that. So it's not a simple process. And obviously, WSR is a long standing race team with a lot of heritage, and they have, you know, their ways of doing uh, things. So it been a big learning curve. But I really feel like we started working very well together last year. Um, obviously, only just having the two car team, I think sort of helped me personally, um, you know, deliver more have a bit more responsibility and you know work a bit closer with Colin so yeah it's it's all come about at the right time um I definitely feel like I'm part of a team they make me feel very very welcome and you know I, I've I've been an active role ever since the first wheel that car's ever turned mm-hmm. um in sort of developing it and showing the direction of what it where it goes so yeah really really excited um to sort of just carry on that journey and you know i can start right from the first moment i i get in the car and testing
0: it's not a bad package to have underneath you when you uh, put your right foot down is it it's a, it's a good old bit of machinery
1: it's honestly the best car i've driven um you know i've been very lucky to have driven lots and lots of cars across the world and you know the bmw 3 series touring car is just one of those cars that reacts exactly how you expect it to react in any given situation. And, you know, the setup changes really do make a positive difference, or at least a difference. A lot of cars I've raced, you know, you make a setup change, and you are sort of limited by, you know, either the car or the setup parameters, or, you know, sometimes it's just not, you know, suitable or very effective. So it's just really nice to have a very kind of neutral car, where we can, you know, put it in in different directions, if, if we choose to, and it's yeah really good fun to drive i have a massive smile on my face every time i get in the seat
0: <laughs> there seems to be uh, in the last couple of seasons a dominance for the rear wheel drive um cars and i've been chatting to lots of the drivers about the the constant ongoing debate about front wheel drive and rear wheel drive <laughs> obviously you're a rear wheel drive fan that goes without saying but are uh, things going to even up a little bit
1: more this season I, I honestly think they're they're pretty even as we speak um you know you, you look at Front wheel drives last year. And, you know, if it wasn't for Brands Hatch, where a lot of um drivers blew up their tires in the front left's, um, putting a little bit too much pressure, a little bit too much camber on there, or just purely bad luck, Rory Butcher would have had two more uh points finishes, one of them would have been a win, and you know, camish with his overheating um issue, Jake Hill with his engine blow-ups the first three rounds. I think if you if you give them all of those points back. And I know it's a very hard thing to do. I think they'd be a lot closer in the championship. And then if you look at traditionally our, our strongest track in rear-wheel drive, which was always Croft, after their resurfacing, front-wheel drives are, you know, equal with us in pace, if not a bit quicker in qualifying. And if you just look at the last sector, which should be our best on the on the calendar, you know, it, it's rarely topped by rear-wheel drive cars um, or dominated by rear-wheel drive cars now. It's, it's quite even. So I think... You know qualifying pace when front wheel drives have new tyres and they can you know ramp the diff up at the front you know they they are very very quick and i think have a little bit of an advantage over us on raw pace i think you know with us having our start lines really neutralized now and you know us gaining no advantage off the line and them still being very very strong on the front first lap i honestly you know i honestly believe front wheel drives are in a better position this year to win the championship than ever before and, you know, I think we're sort of starting on the back foot a little. Um, Over the last two years, we've had to work tirelessly to try and keep up with, you know, the sort of developments of other teams, the the natural advantages of front-wheel drive and, you know, cope with some of our advantages being um, not here anymore. So, I think it's going to be a very exciting championship and honestly, I think, you know, Dan Kamish in the Honda and I think Rory Butcher in the Toyota are going to be, you know very very hard to deal with
0: um, some rule changes uh coming for the new season as well um two or three of them first let's, let's have a look at the first one the qualifying formats the top 10 shootouts coming back at three of the rounds um what are you yeah. and the drivers making of of that great for the fans but what do the drivers make of it um me personally
1: i, I think it's really exciting to mix it up um i i'm always a big fan of the one lap shootout but i think without tie warmers that would be incredibly hard to do um, obviously having front end rear-wheel drive cars, that, that sort of brings in the tyre-warming discussion. So I'm really excited to have it. I think it, it worked really, really well at Snetterton, apart from the fact that they started the session, or the session countdown to the next session too early. It took some cars too long to get back to the pits. But, you know, I think they learned from that, and, and I think it'll add a little spice to it. You know, it, it means as a driver you have to do the lap twice, so you can't just put a Banzai lap in and then sit the rest of qualifying relying on that lap you have to then go and repeat that and i i think that's very important and hopefully that'll play into my advantage because you know when i do a lap i'm quite consistent so i might not have a raw ultimate pace all the time of somebody that can put in an absolute mega lap for instance colin last year at snetterton put in an absolute mega lap um but every time i do a lap i can probably repeat it so you know i think it's going to mix it up and it's going to mean drivers are going to have to be on my toes throughout the whole of qualifying
0: uh option tire returns for four of the rounds uh next yes. season as well um that's generally been i think seen as as a really good development a really good change for this season yeah
1: obviously you know the reasons why we we sort of stayed with one co- tire compound last year were were obvious it just made took one element out of the decision making mm-hmm. process but it's always exciting to have two different tires on the grid it's a really fun you know sitting on the grid it's really fun to think you either have an advantage or you don't and you're kind of you know working out a race in that situation um i think you know that's the reason why we saw a record number of points last year is because you know there was that consistency through race one two and three of the same tyre so that adds a little bit more uncertainty into the mix which i think is always a good thing in touring car racing and i love to get the soft tyre back at Knockhill; hill it's just not the same track on the medium tyre so I think it's going to be exciting. I like the fact that not all tracks are going to have it. So again, it's a it's a really interesting development and another thing that we'll have to kind of cope with and, and enjoy.
0: And uh, the last uh, main change that's coming in, of course, is the upping of the success ballast back to 75 yeah. um, kilos. That's going to have an impact, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think that mixed with the tires coming back. Um, last season, we saw a lot of people sort of winning the first two races and you know i i understand why that might be a little bit boring to watch so you know it's exciting to kind of bring back that dynamic um of tires and weight i think 75 kilos was probably the right weight at the, you know, the start really i think you know it ran with 75 kilos success ballast for a while and and i think you got really exciting racing it does change the car hugely it's like stick, sticking me in the car again so you know it, it's it's difficult for the drivers um but but I think you'll see more sort of mix up, and with a lot of new cars coming into the championship, I think you know you'll get a, a real sort of variety on every grid. So I think it's a really good thing. It's just another thing we have to combat. Um, but you know, last year I dealt with a well, weight quite well um, in qualifying, and you know I'm looking forward to running weight throughout, hopefully, the whole of the season this year.
0: <laughs> how much just just out of interest, on how much if you're you're carrying seventy five kilos of um, of ballast, what impact in terms of times does that have on on performance so
1: i mean obviously it has an impact on on acceleration and sort of braking those are the obvious ones you know it takes you a little longer to get to a speed and it, and it takes you a couple of meters more to sort of slow down the cars are 1300 kilograms anyway so 75 kilos is you know not that much in the grand scheme of things but basically just dulls the car down um, you know it, it makes the car less reactive to your inputs. Um, the change of direction is poorer. You just have to account for it. The, the wear to the tire is more. So, you know, when when you're in a race, you have to protect your tires on the first five, six laps, which means you can't be very aggressive because otherwise at the end of a race, you'll be a sitting duck. And then in qualifying, you know, you probably get one less lap to kind of do your time. Um, and then it really is a Hail Mary to try and get it near the front of the grid. Um, you know, full credits, where credit's due, the guys who win the championships, you know, Colin and Dan Kamish and all those sort of guys who were constantly at the front dealing with heavy weight, it's really not easy. Um, But you can set up the car to kind of adapt to it. I I would say it makes a couple of attempts difference, but you can overcome some of that with setup and smart driving. So yeah, it, it changes a lot in the car and that's why throughout most of the winter, most teams run with a lot of weight just to try and get that balance of a car right because when you just take the weight out the car just gets better in every area
0: now the calendar has uh, also been uh, jiggled up for this season we start at uh, thruxton yeah. in may first of two visits to thruxton which has pleased some but not everybody <laughs>
1: oh not particularly me uh, it's not my favorite track in the world but um now you know it, it, we, we did two thruxtons uh, in 2019 and i think um you know, it'll probably alternate between two Thruxton's and two of another track, um, you know, until we get a wonderful new bridge track, which probably won't be for a while. So um, you know, it's just another track, it's got its own challenges. Um, I think in qualifying for the first one with no weight, I think you'll see a lot of front wheel drives high up on the grid. Um, they can take the first corner flat. So um that's just not really possible for us. And that's a bit of an advantage through the first sector. So you know that's why they were so strong last year. And traditionally, it's been a very good track for them. Now running the hard tire, nobody really gets any drop off in tire performance. So, um, so the races, for me personally, are a bit boring. Uh, I, you know, there's not a lot of overtaking after the first couple of laps, and you sort of just waiting for tires to drop off at the end, and sort of trying to survive. So, you know, it's not my favourite race track or race meeting, but um, it's very, very fast. It's a very different challenge to any other track. And you know, touring cars wouldn't really be the same without going to Thruxton. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the start of the season. Um, I don't personally think the first two races will really suit us too much, but I think the middle of the season looks very strong for for our car. So, I'm looking forward to to going to Thruxton with no weight this time and giving it a proper go out the back.
0: How much uh, realistically? How much testing time are, are you likely to get before uh, before uh, Thruxton in May?
1: Well, now the season's been pushed back. It actually opens up better testing for us. Normally we're testing in February and March, and honestly, it's rubbish. Um, It always seems to snow in March whenever we go testing. Um, We went to Snetterton for two days last year and sat in the garage for a day and a half before we decided to go home because it was either too wet or snowing. So um, I'm I'm pleased it's been pushed back. It, It gives us the opportunity to do some actually relevant testing. And, you know, I think we've got four or five days before the season starts. Um, I I don't know whether, um, touring cars are going to do a media day. I don't think it's been announced. Um, but we definitely got four or five test days coming up. So, um, that'll be really exciting and it gets back into the swing of it. Really. Um, we were racing every other weekend last year. So, you know, for break, I suppose is, was a bit of a shock. So it'd be nice to get back in the car and, and have some proper days before we get rolling at Fruxton.
0: Now, I, just finally, it goes without saying that uh, I know that you would like to have your hands on the the championship trophy come the end of the season. <laughs> um, just, uh, you've always been very very honest. And when I when I've interviewed you, Tony, we've chatted. You've been very honest about what goes on around you and, and what you've achieved on the track. On that basis, what's your reality for this season? What do you honestly think uh, you, you're you're going to be able to achieve?
1: So obviously, this is a question everybody asks every year. Um, no, no, I, I, I'm always honest, I try and be honest. I mean, what's the point in lying? I mean, people just kid yourself if you lie. Um, and everybody can see through you. So, um, no, honestly, you know, I want to win the championship. Every driver on the grid will be saying it, and anybody that doesn't is really lying because everybody does want to win it. But I think, realistically, you know, I showed a lot of different performances last year. My my win was, you know, in very difficult situations. and. You know, I was always up up the front end and the sharp end. I I had 26 out of 27 points finishes, and the 27th would have been a points finish if um, my car hadn't um, broken um, unforeseeable. So I've made a lot of step improvements, and this year I honestly truly believe I'm driving the best I ever have, and I think I stand the best chance for me personally to challenge for a title. That's not to say that other drivers won't beat me to it, but I feel in myself this is my best chance I've ever had. So I'm firmly setting my sights on being mathematically in contention coming into our last round, not just the penultimate one. And, you know, really sort of making a step up into that bracket of drivers that always race at the front.
0: Mm-hmm. Tom, it's been great to catch up with you uh, and to, to get your thoughts on the, on the season ahead. I know it's going to be a cracking season when we get underway. And very, very best of luck to you and Team BMW uh, for the new season. So for the moment, Tom Oliphant, many, many thanks.
1: Thank you very much. Great to be on.